So, another awkward start to the podcast. No, that wasn't awkward, that was fun. <laughs> Just us making noises again. Oh, did you record all that? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think... You like, can well, fade that, it out, surely. Well, that would... No, it's more fun. It's like when it starts, like last time when it was you going, la, 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 la. That was because I wanted a do-over. I know, but it was brilliant. <laughs> I, I think basically we're just doing this to embarrass Bill but then Bill never listens to the podcast, so... Do you not? No, I it's can't stand person. the sound of my own voice when it's recorded and played back to me. <laughs> it's, it's the thing, though, isn't it? No one likes the sound of their own voice. Mind no. you, you sound like a professional. Like I don't know. You've I just am a perfect, professional. Well, perfect radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually a professional. I do do yeah, that. Yeah, um, that was a really stupid <laughs> yeah, thing like, to say. But I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, you, you, your voice must sound like good to you because like... You it doesn't cool. sound good to me. Everyone's voice sounds weird to them. It's because what you hear on the inside of your... Like, f- what you hear is kind of within your own body. So yeah. you do sound different to what you hear when you then have it recorded and played back to you. <laughs> but yeah. Your voice just sounds like so much clearer. Teach me. I want I want. I can, I can teach you some good kind of like voice skills. I want radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you learn to just enunciate okay so I need to learn but I did notice that every time I said the word switch in the last few podcasts I was going switch (laughs) (laughs) like I really like the Nintendo switch (laughs) and shrine (laughs) shrine yeah I don't know why like Sean Connery Oh, sorry, I was just starting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's. Um, well, I guess we can start to. We can like go through what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to be looking games. at games. Yeah, games. Um, oh, hello, everyone. By the way, we didn't oh, say hello. Hello. Shall we introduce ourselves again? Yeah, I'm Jem. And I'm, you uh, I'm the big sister that talks too much. Yes, <laughs> definitely talk too much. I'm Bill N. I'm the one who doesn't talk very much and doesn't listen to the podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. And I'm Erin. I'm the little one. And um, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess. I talk you talk a quite a lot too. Yeah, well, I question more. <laughs> I think you, you're the one with verbal diarrhea, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the three games we're going to be talking about today in depth will be Super Metroid. Um, Which is your favourite game, Erin? Oh, definitely. It's like, one well, of mine. Should we just start? Should we start with it? Go on. Okay, so Super Metroid um, is the third instalment of the Metroid world and the series and was available on the SNES. Um, The story begins that a recently captured Metroid from your previous adventure, which was on the Game Boy, um, has been taken to a space station. And as you're leaving, it's attacked by space pirates and you're called back to basically investigate what's happened. And you come back to the space station, it's just been completely you know, everyone's dead and you have to kind of find out what's happened. Then you get to a point where you see the the Metroid and all of a sudden Ridley appears, which is like one of, I think he's like, what is he? The The leader of the space pirates. Leader of the space pirates, yeah. So, um, and it's just the atmosphere of this game is incredible because it proper leaves you with a sense of mystery to start with. Um, going through and discovering what's happened. Then when you fight him and when you've beaten him, well, I say you've beaten him, you've, you've fought him off. He takes the Metroid back to Zebes, which is the home planet of the space pirates. 
And the space station basically self-destructs and you have to get out within a certain time limit and the space station starts rocking back to the sides, which was really frustrating because I'm, I hate timed missions like that. So, so, but the whole game isn't a timed mission, is it? No, 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 no. This is just the intro of it. So this is ah. just literally setting the scene. Because I don't remember this at all. We, we all had this because we grew up with this NES. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't remember it. I know I did play it. Really? I don't know if you played it from the start. No. Usually you play it once you're actually on the planet and yeah. you've triggered the uh, security cameras and the whole yeah. planet comes to life. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's much more involving at that point. Mm. So basically what happens when you leave the space station, you then go to Zebby's to try and find the, uh, the Metroid again. Um, and again, the planet is completely deserted. And like Bill N said, you, you go exploring and then you get to a certain point where you get a power up and uh, a kind of camera that looks like a knife starts shining a light on you. And as soon as that happens, you come back up a lift, the whole planet just wakes up and there's aliens everywhere all of a sudden. And that's the game proper. Yeah, and then mm. it just proper throws you in. But um, And this is, a, this is a sort of classic platformer with gun. Yeah, it, it's not... Well, it's a, it's a platformer, but it has its own genre named after it, Metroidvania, because it, oh, really? it practically invented the whole idea of you go where you like, but it's gated based on which power-ups you have. Yeah. Right. It's a really, really good oh, game, though. Yeah. Even to this day, I mean, it came out in March nine, uh, the nineteenth of March, nineteen ninety four. But I, I still feel Proper like proper old school. Yeah, but even to this day, like the atmosphere and the music is just incredible. I See, think- I do remember the music, and I know because occasionally when I'm bored, I'll listen to Nintendo radio on like yeah. uh, tune in radio or something, and I do recognise the music because you guys used to play it a lot. But I just don't yeah. remember the game very much. Oh, it's such a good game, though. I'm I remember Samus, but... We'll have to get you to play it. <laughs> Samus, best character ever. <laughs> it's your favourite, isn't it? Yep. So, Erin, why is this your all-time favourite game? Well, all right, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. It's, it's not my all-time favourite game, but it is... Well, I've, I've struggled to have an all-time favourite game, okay. but in this genre, it definitely is, and I'd say it's in my top three. Um, it is because... Literally, I remember being a kid and just playing it and being so engrossed in all the graphics and the music. And mm. I, I was really, yeah, I was just completely sold to this world. And even though, like, when I was young, I was terrible at games. And I used to get frustrated. I'm sure you remember. But... Yeah, we remember. You used to throw <laughs> things and throw a tantrum as well. Exactly. But this, <laughs> this is one of those games. I think it was probably the only game that I just... Even as I grew up, I was like, I want to complete it at some point. I found it on the web browser, um, like, when I think I was about 18 to complete it the first time. And even now, like, I see myself revisiting it actually quite a lot. Wow. Um, Okay, so you're playing it on a web browser rather than... Because I was going to say, I thought the old SNES had long gone in terms of its... um, Because I think I killed it when I took it to uni and played it sort of (laughs) non-stop for first year. (laughs) I think I killed the SNES with too much... Um, what was I playing lots of? Mario Kart. No, yeah, lots of Mario Kart, but there was the uh, the kind of intergalactic fight game. What was that? Oh, intergalactic fight uh, game. Which is Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. That's yeah. it. Killer Instinct. I played like I way Instinct. too much Killer Instinct at uni and had Nintendo thumb and everyone used to laugh at me. Really? Why? I had blisters on my thumbs. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is hard. Because that, that is a button bashing game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back back to um. What did you, you think? What do you think of the the power ups? Because there's loads of different power ups which gate the way you progress through the game. Which ones were your favourites? Oh, I really like 
the Spazer gun, actually. I think it was called Spazer, wasn't it? The, sh- the yeah. three prongs one, which was really cool. Um, I loved it because you could kind of customise what you were wearing and, and your guns. And I think it was really the first game I played where you could do that and mm. you could combine weapons together and you could have like the ice beam with a charge that would make it more powerful. And obviously you've got different types of missiles and different types of bombs. And there was like creative ways of, um, you know, like going about levels, like using bomb jumps or wall jumps and things like this. Mm. And there was like space jump as well, where you could just literally just keep jumping up and up and up. But even still, it was like a technique to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I, I think the way it was done... Every every bit of progress was made. You get to a point, and then they'd introduce something new to you, like um, a new power up, a new gun, a new missile, and it would change the dynamic uh, dynamic of a game enough that it was just still enjoyable. So it wasn't like you you started knowing that you had these certain things that you could use, um, certain items that you could use. No. You were they were actually being revealed to you as you played. Yeah, I don't think it had happened in any other of the Metroid games. I never played number two, but number one was. Very much basic, number it? two, you had more abilities. So in the yeah. first game, you had two different beams which you could unlock. You've got the ice beam and the wave beam, but you could only have one of them. Yeah, And it was very frustrating because you had to face the final boss with the ice beam, which was half as powerful as your normal beam. Yeah, and you, the wave beam was twice as powerful. But if you had to, if you wanted to switch, you couldn't do it in the menu system because there wasn't one. You had yeah. to go back oh. to a particular <laughs> region and find the ice beam again. Which was a pain. Uh, in the second one, you had more power-ups. Um, I think it was like a spider ball, which didn't feature in Super Metroid, but yeah. did in some of the Prime series. Oh, we've got 30 seconds to round up, actually, about this. Um, so, Erin, um, yeah, you touched on why it's one of your greatest games of all time. Yep. Uh, I guess, you know, what would you say to people who are thinking, I might look that up on a, on a browser and... I think if you want to have like a bit of nostalgia in a classic game, I really think that that just engrosses you in this atmosphere. And I think we'll be timeless in terms of playing and really want to visit the Metroid series. That's a great place to start. Um, I don't, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. Really? Wow. High praise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably a 10 for me as well. (laughs) It really is a classic game. I mean, I will then, if you give me the link to uh, the browser, I'll have a look. Sure. Because unless someone's got a working SNES, they want to lend me. Because we've still got the cartridge (laughs) if it works. (laughs) Yeah, I've got it on my virtual console on the Wii. Online oh, cool. or something. But anyway, so we're going to go on to our next game, which is actually um, a game that I worked on in terms of music. Yeah, so Erin, tell us a little bit, as, as an intro to this game, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your music and, and the kind of projects that you've been involved in. So this is um, for a company called 55 Pixels Limited that also work with Bin Weevils, which is like a rival to Moshi Monsters. Right. Um, one of my friends actually works for the company and I think they were having a bit of an issue with, um, you know, getting music for a game. And he was like, I know someone who could do this. Because uh, you are a musician. Exactly. Yeah. Yay. Music producer. So I've done a couple of games to them, actually. Um, the other one's <laughs> kind of like a, a snaky game. But this one is like a pirate-themed tower defense game, I'd call it. Um, but yeah, it was done in 2015. I think the release date was in September 2015. Um, and the theme was, you know, something a bit piratey. So I kind of <laughs> took the idea of the theme music of Monkey Island um, because I remember playing that on yeah. guitar <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of base it around this and make it quite like happy and a bit, maybe a bit of reggae in there as well. So yeah, I did it. Um, and I you challenged us good. to play the game. Yes. And how did you get on? Um, 
<laughs> the music was really good. The music was Cheers. excellent. Actually, really, really cheerful. And we walked in earlier um, while we were making our tea, and Erin was humming the music. And Billen was like, What's that music? I know that. And it was the music from Pirates Be the Deep, um, which is a testament to how good the music is because we've you. only played it a bit. Yeah. Um, very recently, so. So I I really like the graphics. Yeah, uh, it's they're, they're really nice. Cute. They're quite colourful. They're yeah. Um, yeah, they're cute gra- graphics. The characters are quite good. What I didn't like was the actual gameplay aspects of it. The, it. I found that the freedom to place pirates wherever you like, whereas some tower defense games uh, fix they restrict the grid. You, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they say, oh, you can only put it on in these particular places. Was was. Great, I like the yeah. idea at first, and then I realised, no, actually, it means that it's less about strategy and more about persistence, getting the right placement, because you can be off by a few pixels yeah. and lose a level, and then move it and place it pretty much in the same place and win the level with the same pirates, Yeah, yeah, which was kind of frustrating. It, it was also uh, the limits. You have room limits on the number of pirates that you can have in a room, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of frustrating because once they've gone py- past your pirates then you're a bit screwed yeah you, you can't get rid of your pirates as far as i can tell and then put them somewhere else even if you've got lots of coins no you can't i tried i tried all kinds of strategies to reselect a pirate because there's a kind of little recycle bin in the corner that confused me because i was like surely that means you can take your pirate back but it wasn't oh i didn't even notice <laughs> that bin <laughs> but yeah i i just found it was uh frustrating and tried to beat the levels by watching the adverts over and over and over whilst, whilst not paying much attention to them just so that I could get lots of the premium currency to upgrade my pirates and then yeah. the upgrades didn't do a great deal and I kind of got bored of it what level did you get to I don't know it wasn't even in the teens oh really no yeah. I, I didn't get beyond 10 Okay. I got I got to a point with it where I was like I can't progress without paying money to buy coins and like I have a weird thing with mobile game apps is that I'd quite like to just be asked outright to pay for it yeah um, rather, rather than, than premium kind of thing yeah I think that's what they refer to yeah it, rather than it? and also then if I want to pay then I want to pay for say removing ads or for extra levels but it's weird to then get to a point where you feel like you have to pay for coins to yeah. get enough pirates to then play out strategy. It almost yeah. would have been better to say, okay, you get the first 10 levels free and then after that you have to pay for yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah. And I have no problems with the way that they give you stuff for the adverts. The adverts were fine. Yeah, they were fine. Um, yeah. It's just that it did seem to ramp up a bit too steeply. Mm. Yeah, it, it got to the point where you just, there was no way you'd have enough coins for the amount of pirates or the level of pirates that you needed to defend your ship and your treasure. So it just got a little bit, and and fine, like, so say you pay your three ninety nine and you yeah. get some coins, like, fine, but then I feel like the way the game was structured, it would you would need to keep paying out for coins. But like Bill and said, I just found it a little bit frustrating and having played things like Plants vs. Zombies, which is one of my favourite kind of um, tower defence style games on mobile. Yeah. I, I just love how that works and like I, you know, I'll happily pay for that game and play it again and again and again. I paid both like one and two yeah. pretty much religiously. So um, that one has you, a rigid placement system, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, so it's a grid. It's more it, strategic when you have a more fixed set of criteria so it it seems odd it's like you're saying to the player oh no you're not allowed to do this but actually it makes the game better Mm. for doing that because it's less 
frustrating when you don't get it right. It doesn't feel so grindy when you have to play levels over and over. Yeah. And I think with something like um, Plants vs. Zombies, there's a real sense of progression because as you go on, you get different types of plants as yeah. well, don't you? And they, they each have their own kind of abilities as well. You'll have ones that freeze, Absolutely. ones that shoot a couple of times, ones that will... I think there's one where it shoots and then it comes back kind of like a boomerang as well. Yeah, there is a boom. I think there is a boomerang. Or oh, is that a zombie that's got the boot? I can't remember now. It's been a while <laughs> since I played it. But yeah, there's 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 all sorts. Yeah. Um, but what I like about like games like that, as opposed to what I think Pirates v the Deep kind of lacks, is is the sense of it being a puzzle. Yeah. It it just felt too much like Bill N says, like splitting hairs on positioning. Mm. Um, it didn't feel like right. I knew, I'm going to calculate the solution to this, and once I've calculated the solution. I'll beat the level. Yeah. Didn't really feel like that, did it? No, I agree with that. All right, so we're just rounding up. We've got about 30 seconds left okay. on this one. So what do you think needs to be improved then? Uh, I guess what we've just outlined. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like a grid system. I'd like yeah. them either to say pay three ninety nine outright, which yeah. like maybe with a few levels um, as a free trial. Although yeah. I, I disagree with that point. I'm happy with the... Uh, just pay? I'm happy with it being free with adverts. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so what would you rank it? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'd say about uh, four. Four? Yeah, I was going to say about four or three, maybe three and a half. <laughs> but the music, I'd rank ten out of ten because it's fantastic. And the, it is actually the theme, the theme is fantastic. Yeah. The graphics, the music, it all looks very good gameplay that lets it Yeah, yes. and that is the whole point of a game. It's not something I'd want to pick up while I'm bored on a tube where... Mm. Whereas a, there's a lot of other mobile games that, you know, you'd play again and again when you're bored. Yeah. So, yeah, what did, what would you give it, Erin? Because you like the game a lot. I, well, I love tower defence kind of things. I actually got quite far. I think I got to about level 15, but then I don't have my phone anymore. Unfortunately, it broke. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and that definitely wasn't because you got frustrated and threw it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't all. throw it into the deep with in, frustration at the game. In all fairness, like, my phone was one of these phones that was like deemed to be waterproof and accident-proof, and I dropped it while I was at Centre Parks, and it just smashed. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's very upset. But anyway... Um, on to our next game, which will be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh. Who wants to start us off on this one? Yeah, so uh, how about... Well, this just came out. It came out on Friday, and I got it on Friday. But um, as a little background intro, Bilen's going to talk us through the game that it's kind of based on. Well, it's not really based on it. It's, it is Mario Kart 8, which came out on the Wii U a couple of years ago. I think it's 2014. 2014, three years ago. Yeah. And uh, it's it's basically that plus all of the DLC content, which is two extra cups, no, four extra cups. Um, so that's an extra 16 racetracks, some of which are really cool. Yeah, yeah. some of them are amazing. My favourites being Mute City and Big Blue from the F-Zero oh, series. I love the F-Zero yeah. series. <laughs> which makes me think that they really need to do another F-Zero. Uh, do you know what, as mm. you said that, I thought now that is a game I would like to revisit, F-Zero. Definitely, oh, yeah, excellent. we'll have to go over that at some point. Yeah, so in addition to that, we've got um, a whole load of Yoshis who are identical, so that's not great. You've got oh. Link the, for the first time in a Mario yeah. Kart game. Uh, the Villagers, you've got some Splatoon characters and a few returning characters from... And Splatoon cars. Yeah, and Splatoon cars. A few returning characters from older Mario Kart games like King Boo. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to test any of those out in the new version, um, but the DLC is great. Uh, yeah. Having however many cups it is now, what is it, 12? Is really uh, cool. And the 200cc mode 
is ridiculously fast. Oh, I didn't realise it was... Because normally it goes up to 150, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah but I think 200cc was in Mario 8 as well, right? It was one of the DLC. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Um, um, sorry, Mario Kart 8, I should make that. It, yeah, it was... It's ridiculously fast. It really suits the F-Zero levels and, yeah. say, something like Rainbow Road. No! Some of the other courses... <laughs> the, you have to turn... Before you can even see the corner. Yeah. Because so you're going so fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, the other difference is uh, you've got battle mode, which is making return, which didn't feature, either it didn't feature at all or didn't feature heavily in the original Mario Kart 8. Which is a shame because it's so much fun. Yeah, I yes. really like battle, battle mode. mode. Even though you, you, we all played before we recorded this podcast, oh, yeah. and uh, I got my ass thoroughly whooped in battle mode. <laughs> I was rubbish. <laughs> I'm sorry, I definitely got you a couple of times. I was, I was actually doing quite well. I managed to survive with five balloons, just driving happily and just casually avoiding everything. So, so. I guess the question um, that, that fans of Mario Kart will be asking is: Is this living up to the franchise? And I know that Wii U wasn't really. Um, taken up by many people it wasn't it wasn't a very popular console so a lot of people won't have played uh, Mario Kart 8 so I'm just I guess the question for people is is it worth getting the switch based on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe if you haven't already got just Zelda quickly, what was the value of the game is it full game value oh yeah, yeah. You, it's a full oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. so how much did you have to spend on it uh, I don't know, Gem. I how think much did you it, spend I don't on know. It? Oh, probably, I can't it's remember. Probably about it was 50 just pounds. ordered. Yeah, 50, I think it's yeah. about. 50. Which Oops, I think comes to slightly less than if you bought the Wii U version and all the DLC. Uh, okay, with everything included, then yeah. this is quite a good deal. Um, but it's one of those things that you you know leave it a couple of months and you'll be able to pick up a good secondhand copy from a game exchange. Um, yeah. place if you've as got well. a Switch, it's going to be the best game to be playing online right now. It, yeah, it is, yeah. and I I played for the first time ever online last night oh, I've never ever played online before I'm well, sad, it's like a sad sorry little scared person that likes playing local co-op <laughs> and last night I did play online against complete strangers and it was terrifying um, for a bit because I was so rubbish compared to everyone else yeah. um, and Alex and I, and I were playing online together and we were both like how are they so fast without even seemingly getting any items yeah. um, so I just think that there's some well rehearsed players out there but a lot of people playing with Link Link is actually a very, very good character. Popular. Yeah. yeah, he's quite fast. Um, yeah, they've probably been playing it for three years on the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, it was, and Alex was getting really frustrated because he was like, I don't understand. Like, no one's got a power-up yet. How are they going faster than us? And we were trying to look at their car setup yeah. to see if they just found the sweet spot in car setup, but none of them seemed to have anything that fancy. So we were you like, what is going on? You haven't unlocked any of the really good cars yet, so your cars are much slower than theirs. Yeah, maybe. Oh, well, they... But they wouldn't be able to carry over from the other game. They'd still well, be playing from yeah, Friday. You'll, you'll need to beat the cups to unlock the best cars. Yeah. Well, apparently, you can complete all cups in 50cc to get um, a couple of special things. So you don't need to complete it in the higher categories. And technically, you don't need to complete any of the cups to get the DLC. I think... Oh, sorry, not DLC. Unlockables. I think the only unlockable you need to actually complete things for Silver, is... Gold Mario, Gold Mario. Everything else, you collect coins... So there are two unlock criteria. You either reach a certain number of coins or you beat certain cups, and it's yeah. whichever comes first. 
Um, I've just got a bit of a question about it because I, I realised that um, Nintendo have kind of a very franchise-based um, like game system where they revisit games again and again and again, such as yeah. Mario, Mario Kart, um, obviously F-Zero earlier. But um, That's not really does... Nintendo. Everyone does that. No, everyone. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, well, I'm, what I'm trying to ask is, is, is there anything new about this Mario Kart that makes it different to older versions well eight versus seven i don't did you play eight I played before th- no i never really i think i played it once at yours i played seven a lot on the so wii what do you think of the uh, anti-grav mechanic which is the new thing for mario kart 8 oh wow anti-grav uh i don't know what that is what do you mean <laughs> okay Jim hasn't been paying attention so is that when you go up the walls and stuff yeah when you go oh, yeah, up the walls okay. and I on the ceiling was called. <laughs> I just didn't know what it was called um, yeah, yeah no, okay had a level yeah I love that playing with that I love it yeah. it's great and your wheels go sideways and you skid up the walls and things yeah it's fantastic sparks come out yeah and I like that they've kept the tricks from, from uh, Mario Kart 7 which I really liked from the Wii version where you, you do little flips and things and get a speed boost yeah and I've already learnt how to kind of chain the little the tricks together on smaller jumps yeah oh you just, can change you just, tricks yeah you, can, you just hit the right bumper as you're coming up to the second jump just keep jump. tapping it just on keep a bumpy tapping ground it. yeah ah. on a bumpy ground yeah it's really cool so you get a nice little speed boost um, I remember that for next time I played yeah. you guys. But I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, I guess the main thing for me, I haven't really, I haven't played a Mario Kart properly since the DS, uh, Mario Kart DS, which I played on my DS Lite religiously, constantly. And um, so for me, this one is really, it feels really chaotic. Yeah. And like over colourful and stuff, but I think I'm still getting used to the courses. But the courses that I'm really good at are the ones that I've played loads. So the GameCube yeah. courses, yeah. I'm like amazing at those because I've played, you know the ga- I played Double Dash a lot. And then, yeah, and the DS courses I know really well. And, how, and obviously the classic ones. How does it stand up on, on, the, um, on the Switch screen? Um, we played earlier and when we were playing with the portable screen, we had a bit of an issue getting light reflection on it and that because it's so colourful. Yeah. We didn't get that with snipper clips because that's more of a flat colour screen. Yeah. But because Mario Kart's so colourful, it's like any reflection of lights, you kind of want to play it in a dark room yeah. <laughs> or on an overcast day. And also the other thing that we experienced was um, the way the, the screen was split actually. Yeah, and I still need to investigate whether you can do a horizontal split. Mm, because it was difficult like you said earlier it was, it was difficult to see around the corners but yeah. even more so because you're restricted to half what is already a small screen uh, yeah. I imagine they wouldn't have a horizontal split because the aspect ratio of the screen is wider than maybe. the standard maybe that's aspect why because it has been horizontal split previously hasn't it Yes, the typical split is horizontal split, so you can see around corners, yeah. like you say. So I really, and I've got quite a like decent, not a massive telly, but a decent sized telly at home. And we were playing local co-op last night, and I was just so frustrated because I couldn't see around a corner. So when you're doing kind of a power slide around the corner, you sometimes fall off the other end because you yeah. don't know where the corner then bends back again. So yeah. that was annoying, and I think the answer is learn the tracks. Okay. Okay. So uh, what's our rating for this? What do we think overall? I, I think it might change, but at the moment, I'm just having a lot of fun. So I'm going to go for an eight and a half. Yep, Billa? I gave it a nine on the Wii U. I'm going to be a bit controversial. I'm going to give it a 6.5. <gasps> because Mario Kart and those kind of racing games have <laughs> never really been my like forte. I've never gone, oh, I really want to play Mario Kart. It's great with a few friends yeah. and doing multiplayer, but I've just never really been that sold on single player. And I don't think... From what from the limited play that I had, I don't think it really offers that much new. 
that's different from any other mm. Mario Kart. And it is, of course, uh, Mario 8 Deluxe. So it is, a, a, I guess, a remaster of that, really. Mm. Um, There's a few changes. Director's Cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Director's Cut. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so unfortunately, I'm going to go for a bit of a low one. Sorry. Fair enough. We'll anyway, play it some we've more. Got, <laughs> we've got around five minutes left. So shall we do a quick roundup of um, what we are playing at the minute? Yeah. And what are you playing at the minute? I actually haven't had a chance other than um, Dishonored 2 still and a bit of Skyrim. Though I did play a bit of um, Party Hard. I'm going to need to have a proper, ga- uh, proper go with this. but um, What's Party Hard? <laughs> It's it's basically... It's Is it a mobile a, game? Yeah, well, I think... You, I, I've got a version of it where you can play it on a web browser for free, but then you can actually download it. So I think it's something you can either play on mobile games um, or you can play it on your laptop. I'm not uh-huh. sure whether it's ported for PS4 okay, or Okay, so like just that. in a nutshell, what is it? <laughs> You're basically a, a mass murderer who goes to a party. What? <laughs> and you have to kill everyone without being caught, um, caught by the police. And it's so much fun. The music in it is unbelievable as well. Okay. It's like very, very much like the 8-bit kind of... Is it 8-bit know, retro, style? Yeah, that kind of retro gaming thing, but it's, it's magnificent. Some of the dance moves that the party guests do are just hilarious. Um, I'll have to go over it in more detail because I've only just started playing it, but it really looks like a great game. And I think it's all independent as well, so, you know, oh, okay. good stuff. All right. Um, well, yeah. Send us the links. What are you? What are you? What have you found it on? So I'm just I'm just playing it on my Mac. Okay. So it's, it's literally. But just it's not hosted by browser. another site. Um, you just I think you just go to their website and play the free demo, and then okay. it has a link to download in it. But I haven't really gone into it that far, so um, yeah, I'll give it a look and send it over to you guys. But okay. it's good. All right. Um, <laughs> bit dark. <laughs> let's let's bring it back to the light, Bill. And what have we been playing? So Gem and I have been playing. The games by Tea and Cheese. Yay! Who I know really well, and they're really nice. And um, yeah, which games have you been playing? So I've only played Eight Bit Water Slide, which isn't actually Eight Bit. It's more like Sixteen Bit, but it's it's a really fun mobile game, which is a bit like an endless runner. But yeah. actually, you're on a water slide, and you can either jump or duck. Uh, or butt slam, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can unlock a, a double jump, which is a fart it's in the air. So funny! It, it's a very crude game. Basically, what you have to do is stay on this water slide and avoid these weird death traps, which someone has decided to add to the water slide. I thought like... you said that you were going to lie to side. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it, 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 it is. Though, it's, it's really like, funny. It's hundred percent comedy. Yeah. comedy. It, it's like cartoon violence. Yeah, it really is. And and okay. you've got a little character who, and it says at the beginning as you start the game, uh, your your the object of the game is to like make his life hell or something along those lines. Oh, Sorry, I paraphr- paraphrased really badly. Yeah. But T and Cheese are uh, um, are people I know through the fact that they make um, really hilarious short films and a lot of them are 8-bit style animation um, and then they've de- developed these games with uh, DS Ancient Games Yum. Um, and they've developed three so I've, I've had a go on all three recently I played 8-bit Water Slide a while ago because that came out at the end of 2014 um, and I just had a go at uh, <laughs> Maximum Car which was the second game I believe that they brought out um, uh, with DS Ancient Games and that is just brilliant and bonkers yeah. you're just you're just going around the track 
and you can fire things at other cars and um, you know you get speed it's just but it's just bonkers you have to play it to, to see and then their latest release which I think came out um, at the end of 2016 is called <laughs> Fast Food Rampage Fast Food Rampage yeah brilliant. and the premise for this is excellent you are basically kind of a Ronald McDonald style character and you are on a war against vegans and healthy eaters <laughs> and so you are, no, so you basically shoot hamburgers and milkshakes and things at people um, and make them fat and explode oh this is so relevant yeah, right now I know although it did just... look a bit fiddly with the controls it was a fantastic concept great it looked concept. like so yeah. much fun but yeah the controls did look they a bit did fiddly. look a bit fi- they were a, not look I was playing it they were a bit fiddly but I'm just wondering if I just need to get better at operating them um, but whereas 8-bit water slide is really responsive isn't it you yes can, I mean what's, you're what's jumping and then uh, on I think Android most, iOS yeah. oh brilliant yeah yeah, it's, I'm it's playing really it on fun. iPhone, you're playing it on Android, aren't you? It's so crude. Yeah. Nice, yeah. easy game to pick up on. It's a it? very, very easy game, and it, it's a tricky one to put down because all the little yeah. funny things that happen, like the screams and... When your nice. guy gets set on fire on a water slide, and then when you when you lose, it says, "Oh, your your parents hate you. Or, <laughs> yeah. You'll never amount to anything." The voiceover. I mean, because they are a sort of comedy writing duo, the voiceover is just peppered with hilarity. Yeah. So even when you lose, you don't mind because it's so funny. Oh, brilliant! It's just so well written, and and I think like the the concepts between the other two games, even if you just read the blurbs, they're yeah. just so funny in the blurb that it's definitely worth having a look. Nice. Okay, so. Roundup of that, what scores? Uh, I think I've played eight, but we'll slide the most, so I guess we'll score that. I'll give that a nine. Yeah, I'll give that a nine as well. Oh, I love it. This. This sounds great. <laughs> well, best. that's our stump for today, so thank you very much for tuning in again. Uh, would you like to yeah. say goodbye? Oh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, and do put some, if you've got any games and things you want us to um, look at, do put some in the comments. Um, there is a tasty comments box at the bottom of the SoundCloud. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do, do say hi. Yeah, let us know it'll be good to hear what you'd like us to play but thank you very cool. much have a good Sunday see you bye bye, bye.